Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Christy Kennedy is the image confidence expert and is a TEDx audacious leadership keynote speaker and authentic lifestyle author. As the owner of Queenfidence Global Image Consulting, her electrifying, which you're going to get to experience her personality, she's so fun. Her electrifying inspirational gift empowers visionaries with confidence and clarity keys to find their voice free their voice, and look fabulous using their voice. She specializes in four areas of peak performance, mindset, mastery, massive momentum, magnetic messaging, and potential maximization. I'm so excited to talk with you today, Christy. This timing could not be more perfect. Mm, I'm excited to be here, Sarah. Let's make it happen. So you do a lot of things in your life and business, and you do everything with this huge vibration of energy. Where (laughs) do you get your energy to find your voice and look fabulous while doing all the things that you do? Surprisingly, Sarah, it is my self-care practice. Individuals love my energy. It's the one thing I'm known for, but I am an introvert dominant right? In my personality. And so when they see me, they think I'm an extrovert, but it's all the feeding I do behind the scenes, all the mental work, the journaling, the nature walks, the gym, the water fast I'm on right now, you name it. I got to keep myself up because I'm serving at an extremely high level. Love it. And one of the things that is mentioned in your bio, and I'd love to explore this a little bit further, you're a TEDx audacious leadership keynote speaker. What does that mean? How did you get into that? Yes. Well, one thing I believe is that we live by design, not default. And I just started redesigning my life, Sarah, when it was not working, it was not working for me. (laughs) Have you ever been in a season of your life, you're you're constantly feeling challenged by your own thoughts, your own limiting beliefs, your own socioeconomic status. I've been in in seasons of my life where I'm stuck at a certain job and I'm trying to figure out how to get out. And I was calling it Operation Escape, (laughs) Mass Exodus. And so during those moments in my life, when I was trying to figure out who is Christy, I started with the question, who am I? What do I want to leave as a lasting legacy? And I started doing the inner work and and that literally set me on the journey. And I think it takes audacity to be your most authentic self. You know, during those younger years when I was extremely timid, I was a timid introvert and I'm a bold introvert. Hello, Oprah. Uh, But when I was in that space, I knew that I had so much I wanted to say, but I was too afraid to say. And it's why I'm passionate to this day of helping others find their voice and free it and hence look fabulous using their voice. You are speaking my language. (laughs) I am also an introvert and now a podcaster. 
And I think oftentimes introverts get mistaken for not having a lot to say. And we do have a lot to say. We Mm -hmm. just need the opportunity to be able to say it. And it comes from a lot of Mm self-work and quiet time. So you are totally speaking my language. Yay, intro power. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And one of the things when you set out these bold goals, that's one of the things we talk a lot about on the podcast. Mm. You decided to redesign your life and you called it Operation Escape. And that may have been a big goal at the time where you maybe didn't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. What did you do to find the answers to achieve that change that you were looking for? Mm. I think this is such a, a valuable question, Sarah. I have to go there in my mind's eye when I was there. I remember walking up to my job every morning and typically I was crying and I did feel stuck. And, and the key is, if you keep saying you're stuck, you're going to keep staying stuck. If you keep saying it, you will keep staying it. And so one of my keys to get out of that place called stuck and paralyzed was to take action. And that's why I do a motivational video on Mondays called Massive Momentum, because we've got to create massive action if we're going to change our circumstances, if we're going to change ourselves, And so every single week, I was knocking on doors looking for an opportunity. And, and let me tell you, it took about two years to break out of that space. That's where the power of persistent come, persistence comes in, because many individuals stop at week number five. Some week number one. Why? Because we all have patterns of behavior that are habitual. And those patterns have to be disrupted. They have to be challenged. There's going to be resistance. And so the valuable piece is learning that you're growing through that moment. It's about that growth and being willing to take that massive action. And there's this there's this challenge that a lot of women and entrepreneurs have. I, I guess men do too. I, I'm not a man, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But um, there is a challenge where a lot of women, they won't take action or they'll do a lot of things. They'll plan to get ready mm-hmm. and they'll redesign their website five times oh. in that email because they have this idea that it has to be perfect. Mm. So how do you get past the perfectionism so that you can take that massive momentum and move Mm. forward? Mm. You know, when I started working with my own perfectionistic tendencies (laughs) and procrastination, and and they they still show up, they're not dominant anymore, because I've done a lot of work. But I would say imperfection is my superpower. That was my reframe. You think about uh, there is this art tradition in Japan where they take fractured pottery, broken pottery, and they put it back together and they seal those cracks with gold. It's not to hide the imperfections, but it's to celebrate and appreciate the rich history. And so when I began to start practicing self-compassion for all of my horrid experiences, the darkest moments, the shame, and one of my practices is walking around my home, my husband can tell you, in my birthday suit, and really embracing all of me, that stretch marks, that surgery scars, 
if I can embrace myself in private, I'm willing to freely give myself in any public space. Yes, we all have our game face on when we show up on social media. You want to put your best foot forward. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the same time, there, there is a liberation that you experience when you accept all of who you are. Uh, and, and it's really, it really starts with yourself, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Before you can put it out into the world, you mm -hmm. have to accept that you're not perfect and that's okay. Yeah. And what you create, no matter, you could spend a hundred years on something and it's mm. never mm. going to be perfect. Ooh. But if you don't put it out into the world, your friends, your family, your customers, they don't get the benefit of that gift. And you're actually holding that back from them. Let's that. talk a little bit about procrastination. I know that some people hear that word and they're like, oh, <laughs> but we all do it. We all procrastinate on certain things. So how do we empower each other and ourselves to move past procrastination and mm. to get it done? Mm. You know, what do we do when we want to hone a craft? You want to learn how to play the piano. We have to what? Practice. Procrastination is just habitual practice of delaying. If we just break it down in the simplest form. So if we want to create a new habit, we have to first envision what that looks like. Recognize that this habit is no longer serving us for who we want to be, where we want to go. And then we ask the reflection questions. Why am I procrastinating? We got to do that inner work. Ask ourselves the question. No one's going to ask these questions for us unless you're paying a coach <laughs> to help you move through that internal block, the barrier that's keeping you from being more decisive. And, and that's the redirection. We have to know what's the new behavior that we want to practice. And so if we no longer want to delay, we don't want to wait to the last minute. We don't want that adrenaline rush. We first have in our mind's eye, there is a mental image of the new version of who we are. I'm Christy, the one who responds to emails within 60 minutes rather than one week later. Do you see that? Most individuals never get to the, the visualization of what next looks like. Next is now. It's right now the change can happen. I don't care if you've been procrastinating for 15 years, this habitual practice can be changed. And it's really about seeing yourself at the finish line mm. before you even started. Yes. So I am able to do this and this is who I am rather than I'm trying to get there or I'm trying to be better at email or I'm trying to be better at clearing my tasks off my list. It's really about visualizing you at the end when you've actually achieved it then yeah spot on because you think about in our society sarah what what are we most driven to do in in the the if you have a megaphone it's blasted to us every single day we are human doings basically you ought to be doing 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 we got a brand new year set new goals it's all about the doing but many times we're not emphasizing what our strength is as introverts is the being aspect because in order to do i first must be and to do it consistently if i embody decisiveness this is what i start doing do you see that we've been taught the other way around and so we're not really operating from principles or values yeah and 
so often when people introduce themselves, you'll say, hey, nice to meet you. What do you do? Right there. <laughs> <laughs> and not who are you? Yes. <laughs> You know, I think about the people who introduce themselves to other parents and stuff like that. And they're like, well, I'm Johnny's mom. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, what's your name, first of all? But, you know, <laughs> other than Johnny's mom. Um, yeah. So I love that concept of being. Now, there's this hustle culture out there, mm. especially around entrepreneurs yes. and where they, or, or this concept of in order to be successful, I have to do a lot or I have mm. to work a lot. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? How do you combat the hustle culture and create this life that it is okay not to work all the time? It is okay. The way I work now is focusing on being diligent, being mindful. I love my energy. Sarah, I remember when I was right there in the fifth lane of hustle culture, right? Going as fast as I could. And it sent me into burnout land twice. And because I didn't get it the first time. So clearly I had a second time and it was not going to be a third time. <laughs> and that's when I started doing my work and asking myself, how did I want to live? And I, I really asked the question, could I be successful and not burn out? Could I be successful and and have a balanced life and be able to be a happy wife? All those different things that I have to manage. And the answer for me was absolutely yes, but it was not going to happen if I didn't make different decisions. And so now I work with wellness in mind. I I recognize my high levels. I recognize when I have low, low spots in my day, I go to the park. So I have designed my day to support me as an introvert who needs that quiet time, especially coaching throughout the day. I may do an interview. I may have an article to write. There's so many pieces that are constantly moving where my brain is being in demand, if you will. And so I know weekends, they're sacred. That's weekends are for wellness. So I can recharge and I can blaze all week. Do you see that? Uh, And I think so often we let life dictate, Mm. dictate what we do. And, Mm. you know, and, and we sign up for things that we, maybe we shouldn't because we feel like we have to, or even at, at work, we take on things that we maybe shouldn't take on. And I think back to the time when I was a manager and Mm -hmm. I had this great team. They were awesome. And actually one of my teammates probably listens to the podcast. So she'll know I'm talking about her, Mm -hmm. but she was great at getting things done and I just needed things done. Mm. So who do you think got the most of the things Mm. That one person. And one day when we had a conversation about her workload and hustle culture, mm-hmm. I realized that it wasn't, it was, it was a, a man for me, it was a leadership management issue mm. in that I was going to her because I could count on her, which is mm. awesome. And she yeah. loved that. And I love that. We both like that. But what I was doing to my other team members was I was taking away potential opportunities Mm, for them. mm, That's good. Yeah. And so she was living the hustle culture. I was feeding the hustle culture. (laughs) And there were these other people who, 
you know, it could be an opportunity for them and they just weren't willing to step up and raise their hand. And um, so I think about that too, how when you're leading teams or you're leading people that you don't always have to be the one to do it. Mm. And sometimes the person mm. who, who really should do it. So I, I like to set boundaries now and I That's used good. to feel bad. Have you ever mm. felt bad mm-hmm. about saying no? Oh, yeah. And I used to feel bad when people would say, hey, I really need your help with this fundraiser. And so now I started instead of saying no, I don't say no at all. I say, do you know who would be really great at that? Mm-hmm. And I find somebody that needs a chance. Mm, I love that. And I feel better about it because then I didn't say no, but I, I definitely didn't take it on. That's right. You know, when you said that, you maybe think about it, you know, I, I do the same thing. I call it raise the bar, B-A-R, B-A resource. And that's what you did in that moment. So you didn't leave them hanging. You gave them an, an alternative solution. And one thing that helps me, because I get opportunities all the time, when I'm great at what I do, toot toot. You know? And when you're great at what you do, opportunities are constantly coming your way. And I have been practicing the art of you know, being highly selective. Warren Buffett said, say no to 99 things and yes to one. And when I'm coaching women, whether they be mothers, you know, leaders, the number one thing I hear is I feel guilty saying no, that it's the top emotion that comes up. Uh, but when you think about self-care, someone said self-care isn't selfish. It's, it's not saying me first, it's saying me too, me also. And a part of that boundary setting, that's self-care caring for yourself and that you don't want to overextend yourself. If you overextend yourself, what happens? It's a lot of, right. It's a lot of balls you drop. You don't perform as well as you could possibly. You may not think it's clear because now you're only sleeping four hours. It's so many negative ramifications attached to that one decision. Uh, And then you need an operation escape. (laughs) (laughs) Got to break out. Yeah, you got to break out. And so when you did your operation escape, was there a team of people that came to rescue you or did you have to rescue yourself? <laughs> I rescued myself. I believe that being my own rescue. Listen, if it is not working, I believe we have the power to fix it. Now, sometimes it's not a, you're not able to fix it immediately, but I tell people you will fix it eventually if you stay the course. And so now I, I keep those high five priorities in front of me when opportunities come and they're out of alignment with what I said matters most to me. And that's why I'm surrounded by these 21 vision boards and six vision books, because as we know, you can go on social media and everyone is promoting what? Their product, their service, their agenda, and you can get pulled into the matrix. And so if you don't have something to anchor you, you will be tossed to and fro like a sailboat that does not have a destination. Uh, And it's so important to keep our goals at the forefront because Often what we're trying to do with our goals, if they're, if they're, if they really are goals that are worthy of being goals, Mm -hmm. they're usually big and they're Mm. difficult. Mm. They're not easy and they're challenging. And so it's easy to procrastinate working on those goals or to, to fall to the trap of being trying to be perfect Mm. and life gets in the way because when something is hard and we don't have that 
um, you know, as a being, we want to make sure that we're productive. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we'll be like, well, if I send five emails, at least I've been productive today. (laughs) But in reality, our goals are just slipping further and further away, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. You mentioned you have vision boards around you. How do you keep your goals at the forefront of your day, your week, your month? Mm. Yes, currently I I have a a planner. And so I have the top, we'll talk about my high five priorities, what I'm focused on in quarter one. I I operate a little different because I don't know if you're familiar with Howard Thurman. He said, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive, because what the world needs are people who have come alive. And so oftentimes individuals can get so overwhelmed with you, as you mentioned, these, these big goals, I call them galactic goals. And they never take a step. There are no mountains, there are only steps. And so I keep one big goal for like quarter one. Right now, I'm doing a massive transformation in my health. That is the galactic goal that has my utmost attention. And then everything else is secondary. My coaching, I have 54 coaching clients right now. So my my work life, everything else is good. I focus on what it is that I want to create a major disruption. And so I'm a little different from other individuals. Some people say I have 20 goals I'm going to attack in the first 30 days. And then they never achieve really anything. I believe in great impact, being laser focused, having that singular focus rather than having multi-focus. And then you don't have anything really to show for it. Uh, Galactic goals. I love that. So you have a reminder and you also put them on your calendar to come alive and you make that big massive. What did you say earlier? You take massive momentum. You make yeah that massive action. Yeah, because massive momentum. And I often say nothing passive ever occurred by nothing massive rather ever occurred by being passive. Many individuals are passive about their goals. Remember, I talked about the behavior patterns have to be disrupted. We we're not just disrupting the pattern we're disrupting the thought process right there's there's thoughts that have not been supportive in who we want to be and so it takes a lot of energy you remember the old research that was it takes what 21 days to establish a new ha- uh, habit the new research is showing that it's more a lot along the lines of 66 days and so that's why i'm saying so those first you know first three or four months you laser focus in on whatever it is that you want to create a massive change in because it's going to require all of your energy. So going back to my quarter one goals here, I'm focused on my health and wellness because during the pandemic, my habits started defaulting. So I'm going back to self-mastery. Christy knows what she needs to do and I'm holding myself accountable. I'm in several health groups. I've, I've hired a nutritionist. I have a mental health coach for myself and I do coaching for others. So I have all these support pieces. Every day I'm tracking what I'm eating. I'm tracking uh, my exercise routine. What did I do today physically? Do you see that? So every day I'm monitoring behavior so it doesn't slip my grasp and something else, shiny object syndrome comes up and says, Christy, hey, you want to focus on this? No, I don't. I said quarter one, I'm focused on health and wellness because that's the area that needs the most attention in my life. So I don't base my goals on what Kathy is doing out there and what Rick is doing. And they're saying I need to do X amount of calls in a day. No, I have a full book of clients. I don't need more clients. (laughs) 
I need to be healthier. So do you see that? It's, it's tailor-made approach to your goal setting. Yeah. And, and you know, what? one thing that you said that really resonated with me is that you said, Christine knows what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. And many times around January, people set health goals. Mm. And the reality is we don't, you know, there's a lot of information out there, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. we don't really need anybody to tell us how to get healthy. I mean, Mm-mm. you pretty much know it's like drink more water, <laughs> work out, eat, eat better. I mean, right. I don't need to be a rocket scientist to know what I need to do, but it's really about managing yourself to mm-hmm. do that. Now, mm-hmm. of course, you can amplify your results with a coach and an accountability person. But in reality, you know what you need to do. It's just really about getting your mind right and clearing your plate so that you are able to do that. And then when things get in the way, like today, this afternoon, if I'm thinking about running out and getting fast food, Mm -hmm. really thinking about what's causing me to want to do that. Is it? And what I have heard from some other people during COVID is that they never ate fast food until COVID came around. Wow. Well, what happened? They wanted to get it out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> and so they were able to kind of change that to instead of every time I get this urge to just go get fast food, they went on mm. a walk. Mm. And so I love this idea of, you know, Christy knows what she needs to do. And Mm. it's all about clearing the way so you can do that. Oh, yes, that's rich. Yeah, because you set yourself up for success and you said it perfectly, the self-management. It's self-monitoring, self-managing, and hence that self-leadership. You know, that's where we have to start, especially if you're saying I'm a leader and I want other individuals to follow me. Going back to your earlier comment about those that deal with perfectionistic tendencies listen when you accept you for you and you recognize that you're fragile at moments in in life now you have something to share with others and what happens you become more relevant they can relate to you better and we all are on this journey of self-improvement together absolutely now one of one of the things that you've done in your career is you wrote a book And that's a big undertaking. How Mm -hmm. did you go about doing that? How did you break Mm -hmm. that big goal up so that you were able to achieve it? I've written several books, Sarah, and every single time, and I self-publish, I learn something new. Going back to as a practice, I I believe in taking initiative. You think about entrepreneurs, that's one thing about us. We know how to start things. We know how to get it done. <laughs> and we'll work with minimal resources. And I remember my first book, so you can understand the journey. That was back when we were doing clip art. And I created my own cover, little butterflies. And I was so proud of that work because I had done it. I believed that I could and I did. It's one of my favorite quotes. She believed she could, so she did. And every single book would just get better this this most recent book, Queen Finance, the name of my company. Hence, I talk about she turned a pink slip into Queen Finance. So on my whole employment journey, one of the last jobs I had was seven years ago. And I received a pink slip. And that's where the vision board craze came in. And I went wild because I had to figure out a way 
to create my dreams because I felt like I would get so far and then I would stop. You ever been there? You get so far and then you stop and say, hmm, what is it? What What is this invisible barrier that I can't seem to move through? And it was my mind. And so I went crazy working on this mind, understanding how Christy thinks because you're inside of your head. Sarah, you can't be inside of my head unless I let you in and I can tell you only what I want you to be aware of, right? And I want to reveal. But we can't lie to ourselves. And if we're going to overcome those internal obstacles, we have to be willing to face our fears. We have to be willing to challenge those thoughts. And so going back to the, this latest book, it took me about two and a half years. I was producing it during a, a, what I call a famine season in entrepreneurship on that whole seven-year journey after receiving the pink slip. And I wanted to create something that I could leave to women because they're always asking me about confidence, confidence building, self-care routine. So I literally put my whole life's practice from the past 20 years into a 70-day format. And they have it's their own journal. They can journal entry at every single day and breaking up in by days because that's how I live my life, one day at a time. Many people, especially as visionary leaders, we can forecast all we want, but we're right here in this present moment. Tomorrow hasn't happened. We can't even figure out what's going to happen. We can prepare, but we don't know. Your best plans will be disrupted. So Queen Fidence uh, is really a work of heart. 70 days, going back to what I mentioned earlier, 66 days to create a new habit. But the, the key is being willing to stick with it uh, no matter what happens. Like right now, I'm challenging myself to do a mini video five days a week. Today, I have a full schedule. I started with five this morning with my meditation. I was at the gym at six, started coaching by what, 10 on a break and radio with you. Do you see that? So here, here is not the perfect day for a video, but I'm challenging myself to this, to this new practice of still showing up visibly. And so you can hear me you know, audibly. That's when you find out how committed you are to the goal. It's what you do every single day until you embody this new pattern. Yeah, and I think one, one of the things that really I'm hearing from all of your answers, and, and I love this topic, is the reflection mm. that you've done is really thinking about being intentional and reflecting on what's working. Like you said, today is probably not the best day to do the video. So you'll power through, but you are self-aware now of mm -hmm. scheduling your day and, and figuring that piece out. And I love the intentionality of what you do, Christy. Mm. You, you really are um, intentional about mm not only your goals, but the achievement and pursuit of those goals, mm. because goals just don't happen because you put them on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. And that is my word. I live by that because going back to hustle culture, I've been there, Sarah, you're just doing, doing, doing. I have all the achievements. I, I've, I've done so much. It's not even about achievement anymore because that only lasts but so long. And then you're on to the next thing. And what's the next high? How can I have an internal high every single day? It has nothing to do with the external. <laughs> yeah, I don't need one of those acrylic plaques. I don't need any, <laughs> I don't need any more of those. Don't need I, I have room for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's really about... Um, celebrating those achievements as well and, and mm. making sure that those things that 
we are setting out to achieve are worth our time and energy and effort because at the end of our life or our year, we want to be proud of what we spend our time on. So Mm, I I just, I love the intentionality and obviously the passion for goals and helping others that you bring to the table. Now, if somebody wanted to work with you, where can they find you? What could they expect? What types of things do you do with your clients to help them bring their goals to life? Mm-hmm. Yes, I am a motivator, inspirational speaker at heart. And so they will be inspired to touch the moon if that's what they want to do. I am at queenfidence.com on social media, queenfidence image, or you can find me under my name, Christy Kennedy and on LinkedIn. But when individuals come to me, Sarah, I like to start with the deepest desire. If you can envision a bicycle, you know, at the center of that bicycle, you know, the the center of it, and then you got the spokes that are coming out. I start with, you know, what's your greatest desire? Because we got to find out what that is. And, And then all the other pieces, they start coming together. And so if you were to bring out uh, their dreams, right? They're the central thing that they want to accomplish in life. And then you have your dream mate. I often say your dream mansion. That just represents the type of home you want to say. That's that's when we start building out. But we have to first say, what is it that ultimately we're looking to do every single day of our lives? As, as we've heard it before, if they don't pay me a cent, I would do this thing. And, and for me, that's, I have on my, my desk calendar here, my daily focus, ignite hearts, inspire minds, impact lives. And then I remember I told you about that one big galactic goal, quarter one. I don't have a lot of things, you know, diverting my attention because my daily focus, how I live my life is to ignite hearts, inspire minds, impact lives. How does that look? That's going to look like me impacting from the podcast, from the books, from the videos, from the stage in my coaching session. So I am living my most authentic life, which takes audacity to say, I'm not going to do what anyone else recommends me doing. I'm going to do what makes me come alive, what makes me feel great inside. The thing that I could talk about seven days a week. (laughs) And so I, I believe that individuals, when they find their own fire and they learn how to fan that flame, they can blaze their own trail and they can write their own checks. I love that. They can blaze their own trail and write their own checks. All right, everyone, if you are looking for that push, that motivation and that fire to achieve your goals, please consider reaching out to Christy. We know that procrastination and perfectionism are things that you can overcome. So just know that it's about taking massive action and being intentional about what you want to achieve this year. Mm -hmm. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you, Christy, so much for dropping all your little nuggets of wisdom. You truly (laughs) are an electrifying gem. And it's truly my pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, beautiful. It was an absolute honor. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368. 
1-800-242-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.